Welcome back to Chapel's Corner. It's your host, Chapo. Happy Friday, family. Happy Friday, y'all. You know, you know, it ain't, it ain't like I've been missing for a few days. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I know y'all clicking like, where the hell you been, bitch? <laughs> I ain't been missing. I feel like Ferris Bueller when they was in Bueller and Bueller. Shoot, more like Jabo. Jabo, where you at? Nah, but I'm here, guys. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely feel guilty when I don't check in. I feel like roll call is going on <laughs> and the bitch doesn't skip class or, or cut school for the day and ain't going nowhere. But I don't know, family. I don't know. I'm thinking like, I don't know. All right, so I've been making a little list because I don't got no damn episode. I'm just going to be honest. So I made this little list on my notes on my iPhone and and, and it's just like, things that I'm gonna I'm gonna hit on so this is the episode really about my thoughts and now that I'm looking at this bullshit ass list I'm like what the fuck was I thinking but I'm gonna move I'm gonna I'm still gonna push forward with this hot mess and I'm gonna stand by what I wrote on this list gosh it's Friday and I don't know how I feel really okay so I'm gonna start with the first one I feel like Cable's doing a terrible job this October with scary movies for Halloween. Like, what the fuck am I paying you money for? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm paying good money, and what the fuck is going on? So Fuse is the only one that's trying to hold it down, and they tried to... I really thought they were going to do it. False advertisement. They're all this, this, this shit about 31 days of Halloween, and every night you turn the TV on, and you're watching Jimmy Neutron's Halloween. Shit like that. I'm trying to watch, like, scary stuff. Like, I, it's horrible. Like, when I was younger, you could just find way more better shit on TV. So now that just got me looking forward to Halloween, the movie coming out next Friday. I probably won't even see it next Friday. I'll probably see it the Friday after or the weekend after. Um, or maybe that weekend. I'm going to really try and hoping that that's going to deliver. I, I know that it will, you know? Because I miss the days of good old-fashioned scary movies. So last night, right, which brings me to my next point. I was watching TV and I stumbled across Nightmare on Elm Street, which I was mad as hell because when I caught up to the marathon, I was, it was on Nightmare on Elm Street 3, but they had already showed 1 and 2, which I was mad about. And I watched it because this year I had a lot of crazy dreams and I'm more spiritual than I am like fleshy. So I take dreams seriously. I don't take them as just what people try to do or science tries to tell you, like it's just like pictures in your head. And I really was watching and the kids were in like an asylum because they were dismissed as crazy because of the dreams that they had in their head. When in reality, they all really saw Freddy. But long story short, that was amazing to me how Wes Craven's um, Nightmare on Elm Street, and I've been watching a lot of movies lately um, for reasons of my own. And so to watch it, I was just watching and I was saying to myself, like, it's amazing how the script was written written so well that even if the graphics aren't as scary because it's 2018 and back then the, um, you know, technology wasn't as advanced, like you could still get, like, I still get scared off of it, you know, like off of the concept and stuff like that. So that's one thing I want to talk about. Your boy Kanye is back in the West. Um, Kanye's back in the West. <laughs> He might as well be back in the damn West. Kanye's back in the news, and I'm not going to discuss him and how I feel about him because I did two episodes about that already. Like, I'm over it. I don't even want to know what he's saying anymore, except for that I see, like, memes in on social media where they're talking about, like, he's, um, 
he's Trump's bitch now, which is like whatever. Like, no, they deadass got him with the hat on that says Make America, whatever the hell his dumb ass is saying now. And then they got him with the red matching red bikini on. That's what Kanye got on. And he's booty shaking, gyrating on a damn Trump. And Trump is getting it in. You know what I'm saying? Like, he at the strip club and he having his life. Like, it's his birthday and he's just making it rain. And it's just so funny. So, yeah, Kanye, you already know, is officially the house Negro. If you haven't listened to my previous episodes about Kanye, all I, pre- all I pretty much said is that he's the house Negro, that um, they're taking advantage of his um, mental health, that he has mental health um, issues, which he's already been diagnosed with. And um, people are, I, in my opinion, using him to, to, to as the perfect... Uh, I guess you could say scapegoat for this ploy. Because nobody would touch this with a 10-fold pole. Like, if they was going to have somebody to do it, it would have probably would have had to be somebody with mental disabilities. And I'm not saying that to disrespect anybody. Because if you heard any of my previous episodes, you know that I have a, um, a family member who suffers with disabilities. And, hell, even my, myself, I haven't necessarily got certified. But I'm just, I'm just about sure me and the rest of the world is, like, damn sure have something in the DSM 4 or 5. And if you're a woman and you're listening to me and you're like, no, no, I'm shade, I bitch, please. PMS is in the DSM 4 and 5. That's a damn psychological disorder. So technically, once a damn month, you be losing your motherfucking mind. And I'm going to do an episode about that as well. So that's what I'm th- I just wanted to say, like, you know, um, try to be empathetic towards him. Do not let the media sway you into bullying someone who's pretty much disabled you know so it's kind of like picking on a handicapped person and i just wanted to remind everybody um about that you know kim need to get her damn husband but kim ain't a real wife she worried about that check you know what i'm saying dollar dollar bills and i hear her you know i get it but at the same time no i never will get it because at the same time um it's like that movie i keep saying get out they told y'all asses get the fuck out you know I swear, I'm not laughing at my brothers because I still love my brothers. But one thing I want to say to my brothers, especially if they're listening, y'all went over there because y'all said we was too hard on y'all and all of this. But one thing, no matter how hard we all on on y'all, we still by there. We still with y'all. We still be riding with y'all. Right hand high, whether you right or wrong. And it just seems as if, like, um, Becky, <laughs> don't, don't feel away. Don't come on now. Get out your feelings. I'm just saying, because you see what's going on in the world today. Don't get mad at it. I'm just talking real shit. And hell, your queen Beyonce said it. If that bitch could say it, bitch, motherfucking hell, I could say it as well. And so, Becky, huh, you know what I'm saying? Done took y'all asses, and they, they, and you know what Becky did to, to y'all niggas? Some of y'all, they, 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 they fucked you in the, they fucked you in the ass, and they fucked you in the ass with the fingers in the booty hole, ass bitch shit. Like, fucking... Amber Rose and Kanye, fingers in the booty ass bitch, y'all niggas. That's what the hell they did. They cut y'all down way worse than we do it. They just do it like in a way professional way with a smile type shit. <laughs> but at this point, they just collecting the check off Kanye. Also, he got that new album coming out, Yakanda, or Yahila Hinde, or whatever the fuck he calling that shit. Yamahula Hulawa. You know what I'm saying? Yo delay, yo delay, yo delay, he who. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nigga. Fuck guy, not like that, but whatever he calling it, you know, this is promotional. So don't get all caught up in the hype, you know. I'll never forget. I can't remember what video was. Um, damn, I remember that that album dropped right around my birthday, and it was. Um, 
I'm gonna find out the, the name of that song. I can't remember right now, but I remember the video was a, it was like a short film, and he had this phoenix crash down, and she crashed down, and she burnt like the phoenix do and rise up, and she came to this world and she was new, and he hit her. As a matter of fact, I think like when she crashed, when she crashed and hit the ground, his car just so happened to hit her. And I'm sure if you're a Kanye West fan and you've seen the movie like or, or you've seen the short film, you know the song that you know what I'm talking about. And um, I remember it dropped like right around my birthday, whatever energy was in the song and or in that album was definitely how I was feeling. It was extremely dark. But I remember she woke up. When she woke up, she was on the floor in his apartment and Kanye had like a white button down in a suit and <clears throat> he looked like he was getting ready to go somewhere. And he came to check on her and make sure she was all right. He seen she was awake. She was watching the news and she was looking like, where the hell am I? Because she crashed down to earth. And he looked at her. He said, first things first, don't believe nothing you see on the news or the TV. <clears throat> so when I'm looking at Kanye, he's, you know, and you hear that time and time again. You don't heard Michael Jackson said it, but time and time again, y'all still keep running to these raggedy ass tabloids trying to get information. So that's my thoughts on Kanye. Now, what the hell else I got on this raggedy ass? But I like the notes thing. I be having my emojis on here. All right, yeah, I wanted to know, is it just me or does it seem like ever since fall hit, everybody's out of whack? Like, summer was here, and I guess we know summer's a little bit lackadaisical for people. Like, summer, the weather's nice. A lot of people take vacations, time off or whatever, or try to make more time to enjoy the weather if they can. And then, of course, if you got kids off, you don't got too much to do running around with the, with the kitties if you have children. So then I just noticed that ever since fall hit, like, my... I don't know, I'm kind of like lagging or dragging a little bit. I'm still getting there, but I kind of miss like my momentum even with Chapel's Corner with over the summer. You know, I miss that every day. So it bothers, every, I think about Chapel's Corner every day. So if I lay down and I don't do it, I'm like, ah, oh, shoot, because I'm so used to it. But sometimes I don't have like ish, like really to talk about. I don't know that I haven't, I wouldn't say that I haven't been inspired so much as it's just had a lot on my plate. And I recently started a second podcast and all of this and there's other things going on, so I guess that's it. But I just feel like that's, I don't know. It just seems like, I feel like it's going to get better. You know what I mean? Because it ain't even been a month into fall. It ain't even been a whole month into fall yet. So I know that I'm going to get better with it. But I just feel like, is anybody with me when they feel like, you know, it's kind of like, and I know somebody's out there like, no, fuck you talking about, like, shit's still the same. <laughs> what Drake said? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, it's a Rolex. It's not a stopwatch. It don't never stop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Top. Okay. And uh, yeah. And what else did I have on this list here? Goosebumps and Raven's House. All right. So it's either Raven's Home or Raven's House. So I just feel like I'm looking at my childhood and I'm looking at my adulthood and I just seen they got Goosebumps two, two out, which I didn't even know they had Goosebumps one out. But growing up in the 90s and being a straight up, I mean, a book reader, growing up as an only child, I have an older brother and older sister that I met later on in my life or whatever. But growing up, as far as I knew, as an only child, I knew I had siblings, but I didn't know them. But books were everything to me. Reading Rainbow was my show, and it taught me and learned me that books were a way to escape. And it absolutely was then, and it still is till this day, okay, an escape for me. So I love books so much. A lot of my imagination and a lot of my creativity came from people like DJ McHale, which is one of the co-writers for Are You Afraid of the Dark, the Nickelodeon show, especially my love for horror and R.L. Stein. And so when my um, I would get the scholastic books, the circle books, that's why, like, you know, if you have kids, like, get them into reading. Like, reading is big, you know what I mean? Like, it really does a lot. And get them into music, too. Music, like, if they are chorus, orchestra, so I don't know. So something about it, they'll do something to them as well, too. Anyway, mom, I would bring it home and I'd circle whatever I want and 
even if my mom was on hard times, she just knew that that would that made me happy. I would come home and just read out loud a book to teddy bears and act like that was my audience and act like I was a teacher at school doing um, story time. Like till this day, I watch Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, and I'm watching it. And I literally remember before Willy Wonka was made by um, the second the second time with Johnny Depp. I remember watching Willy Wonka the 1970 something version in fourth or fifth grade with my teacher Mrs. Butcher, who literally read nothing to us but roll doll books. And she would sit us around, and this was a whole book, and she would read chapters to us and read them well and read them, like, you know, in characterization-wise, and we would discuss the chapters and discuss things. But there was no pictures in these books. And then she just so happened that, so she created that imagination in our mind, and then she always followed up after, the, after she read the book, she always followed the reading of the book with a movie, with the actual movie. So we saw James and the Giant Peach. Before James and the Giant Peach was even made in the, like, amateur... We saw James and the Giant Peach. We saw um, the, the Witches. Witches was like my favorite and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And so I'll never forget in third grade um, or, or sometime after that, my friend had actually got a copy of the book. And I, I just remembered it being read to me and being in love with it and seeing the reading it being read to me once. I'm a kid. OK, my mom's not reading it to me. I was a teacher. And two, seeing it once in class. But when I found out that my friend actually owned the copy of the book, I was like, dude, I got to have it. So I held on to it for like forever. She's like, I need my book back. I'm like, I know, I know, I know, but I didn't want to let it go. So what I wanted to say about Raven's House and what I want to say about like Goosebumps too is like it's amazing if you have kids now and you're like me and Goosebumps and R.L. Stein and was a part of your world and if you had things like um, growing up in high school and you had that so Raven be like a part of your growing up and then to see Raven growing up and maybe if you're like a single parent now and you see her and um, her bestie going through, I think like, like that, that's really dope. And um, the last thing I want to say is, oh, DJ McHale, which um, I reached out to, he's super cool. It comes to find out like he'll do a podcast with damn near anybody concerning like, um, concerning like. Um, especially Are You Afraid of the Dark? There's a lot of people like me. I thought I was a nerd who are ever so grateful to him. Like my imagination spans so big and so wide because of people like R.L. Stein. And so and so I never even know what R.L. Stein look looked like. And R.L. Stein is in Goosebumps too. So all I'm saying is like, dude, if you're a parent and you're like grew up in my generation and you was an R.L. Stein junkie like me and your kid is into Goosebumps, that's so fucking dope. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I would love to be with my kid right now talking about, yo, I used to be R.L. Stein books. That's such a way to bond. Like, you know what I mean? To me, in my opinion. And so I have R.L. Stein books here to this day because if you heard any of previous podcasts, I'm such a nerd. I never threw out any book. I still have all my textbooks from college. I used to steal textbooks and not textbooks, like books out of the library. And um, it's amazing that I was watching Fear Street last night and then I saw the Goosebumps commercial because I started writing notes in my pad. Like, what do I want to talk to you all about, about my thoughts? And guess what? I found one of my R.L. Stein books on my shelf. It says Fear Street, R.L. Stein, Bad Dreams, right? But this is an R.L. Stein book. It's a Fear Street was like a series. He had a lot of series. He even had series that went back to which, um, which time Salem. This man was a beast when I'm doing it came to writing. You know what I'm saying? But it was amazing that I was watching Fear Street and I picked up one of my copies, one of my many copies of Goosebumps that I still have. But it's not really Goosebumps. This was a Fear Street. The Goosebumps was a different version. It was one saga. Fear Street from R.L. Stein was a different saga. I got them all. So it said Bad Dreams. And I was watching Fear Street. Um, um, nightmare on Elm Street, which to me is like Fear Street 
and it was about bad dreams because of Freddy Krueger. So I thought that was like really dope. So I just wanted to say if it was like, you know, a Raven fan and stuff. And then they're making all this stuff over again, like Charmed and Hawaii Five O and um a lot of other stuff and I mean, I don't know why. I like to think, like, you know, you don't make things over again. Like, um, I even heard once when they said Martin was trying to make, don't do that shit. Don't, you don't, don't remake no damn Martin. Like, don't nobody want to see that. What else I got on my bullshit ass notes? Um, Raven Holmes, yeah, Kanye, I suppose about, oh, Forensic Files, right? <laughs> so I was watching Forensic Files. I'm watching Forensic Files and, I'm just looking and I'm like, oh, yeah, now I remember why I don't mind being single again and why, like, dating for me is not, like, something that I would run into right away, especially in the city that I, that I live in. Like, there's a lot of crazy stuff that goes on every day. And while I know who I am and whose I am and I'm covered and I'm protected by the most high God that I believe in, the one true God of this world, is not enough for me to just say, look, I'm not going to tempt God and go out here and be reckless. So I'm watching Forensic Files and like, mm, yeah, that's why I'm single. And I was like, God, I got to tell the family, like, yeah, I got to stop all this shit about being single. Because, you know, and especially at this point in my life, I'm not even going to lie. I have so much on the table. I've been off way more than I can chew, which is amazing. Like, because I love being like under pressure. I work better under pressure. And I love having something to do than not having anything not to do. And tapping into my creativity this year, you know, has really, and first in 15, you know, with like my small business, but really now, and really owning it, um, it's important to me that this is good that it's quiet now. You know, if I do have any distractions, I would like it to be one that's like distracts me for a little while, but still puts me back on course and lets me, you know, still be like, okay, we had some fun, but now get back to work <laughs> kind of thing. But um, it's okay for it to be quiet. But so I'm watching Forensic Files and it just so happened that they happened to talk about this case in like the 80s or the 70s where this woman was a radio personality so automatically I could relate like I don't work on radio I don't work for anyone this is just a podcast I do it I love what I I really love it though like I love the microphone all I need is one mic (laughs) like seriously I really found my voice this year so hearing that this woman like I'm a feminist I'm okay she's a woman she's a radio person I could automatically relate to the story and so what they said drew her listeners or her audience to her the most was the fact that she was very personable so when she came on the air she was a nighttime host she would talk very much about how she was feeling at the moment what she went through that day you know what she had for lunch or what she was going on in her life and because it was a live show and it was on radio she used to tell people you know call on in and let me know how you're feeling right now or how do you feel about this or or talk to me so she grew a lot of popularity now I could relate to her also on that note because I'm, you know, forget the popularity part of it. I could just relate to her on the fact of just being personable. Like there's a lot of times I would love to just come up here and just talk about things. But I know that people are real and people are human beings and and we can talk about stuff and that. But I know every radio station that you all love and hold dear, somebody's doing entertainment. So I do. I still do every now and again just to switch it up. But at the same time, you know, I think that more than anything, what heals people is just to hear real stories from real people that they can relate to. And that's where you're going to really draw your strength because only an orange can talk to an orange and vice versa. An addict can talk to an addict, an alcoholic or whatever. So I'm already listening. I'm like, oh, boy, because you already know she died because you're watching Forensic Files or whatever on ID. And so they're talking and she all she did that day was go to the community garden where she normally planted her vegetables and some guy who usually ran through the garden to go hunt 
happened. Sagas make a pass, pass at her. He had his rifle. He headbutted her. You know, he strangled her and he raped her and all that. But they thought that maybe it was a listener. It had nothing to do with being a listener that had attacked her, who was obsessed with her more than it had to do with the fact that it was just some guy. And so, but I could just relate to her because if she did have a boyfriend at the time of the death. Well, I was like, well, that's the only thing I can't relate to. I don't have a boyfriend. Hell, I hardly got anybody to spoon with, damn it. <laughs> you know, that's the only thing I can relate to. But I was just listening, but I was just like, man, that's why I stay single. And even though it wasn't her boyfriend that did, I was like, that's why I just stay to myself and just mind my business. I was like, so let me use this season. You know, I'm a young 33-year-old woman. I'll be 34 in December. Like, it's all about what I do right now. Not to say that my life is shabby and I'm not happy. I'm super content if I die today. Thank you, Lord, for everything you've done for me. But at the same time, like, well, might as well use this downtime to just do work. You know what I'm saying? And just do what I need to do and accomplish things that I need to do and just push through. Instead of just sitting here talking about where is a guy or where is a man or whatever. Although I still have, well, we're not going to talk about that. But at the end of the day, my point is, you know, to just, you know, stay focused and stuff. So I'm cool with that. And I think that's the end of what I had on my list. Oh, new glasses. I need glasses. So I've been doing a lot of uh, watching of the TV lately. It's a lot of film and a lot of reading. And I don't want to squint my eyes because, like, you know, when you squint, you make faces, like, especially in the, in the summer with the sun, all, all year with the sun. You know, that's why a lot of people wear shades. I don't know about inside, guys. It's not a glare that bad. But if you make faces, usually it makes you wrinkles on the face. You could get, like, crow's feet. So I've been doing a lot of squinting lately because of the film watching and the script. Um, the script. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I should call this episode Chapo Pulls Her Titties Out. Right? Oh, y'all click that shit crazy. Ha ha, jokes on you. Ain't no titties here, bitch. Not like that. You know I love you. But <laughs> my point is, I don't even know what I was talking about. It wasn't a point. What was I talking about? No, yeah, so I went to the spot to go do my appointment for the glasses, right? So I get to the place, and guess what? The damn doctor is out. How's the doctor out? I scheduled an appointment. Oh, well, he happened to fall and bust his ass just before I got there. And so anyway, I got to go back because I'm looking for glasses. So I got to do my little reading thing. They broke or was lost a little while ago. And that's all that chapel has for now. Um, I will be back a little later. I ain't going to be doing this shit no more. This three, four day shit. Cause I be missing the corner. I need to talk. I feel like my mouth was a little shut up this week though. Was it not really that I had to say and then I was surprised at myself at that because I'm like you who talk all the fucking time you always got something you ain't got nothing and I'm just like nah I don't know that I ain't got I got I ain't got I got nothing I ain't got nothing so that's it I love you all thank you for tuning in for another episode of Chopper's Corner. I'll be back a little later be safe be blessed and uh, see you next time